before four weeks ago, I began our Happy Holy Days sermon series by talking about how Halloween through Christmas, according to Walmart, Target, uh, virtually every other retailer, is essentially a two-month-long holiday season. And we've all bought into it, literally and, and figuratively, uh, and as a society as well. And I've actually come across the unofficial name for this, Halothanksmas. Halothanksmas. One big, long, crazy, saturated, hectic season, Halothanksmas, the holidays. But are they holy days? Preparation for Jesus, the wonder and mystery of, of God's birth among us can very easily become lost in Halothankmas. So we've been looking at scripture to help us make the holidays holy days. That's where the word comes from, after all. And so we've talked about how if we want these days to be holy, we need to look for the light that is shining. In other words, we need to pay attention to and go to the places where we see God's persistent presence at work in the world and in our lives. And then we talked about how if we want the holidays to be holy days, then we need to let go of this idea of the perfect family Christmas, this ideal that we hold up. In order to just be and live in the truth that God came and God still comes to us precisely in the imperfect, and the messy, and the unexpected. And then last week, we talked about the best kind of gifts to give. The ones that are actually on Jesus' wish list. Feeding those who are hungry. Clothing those who are naked. Visiting those who are in prison. Welcoming the stranger. Caring for those who are sick. Today's the final sermon in our Happy Holy Days sermon series. If we want the holidays to be holy, we need to remember this. It's about relationships. It's about relationships. Let us pray. God, open our hearts and minds to your word for us this day. We pray that it would take root there. Grow us, transform us, that we might bear fruit for you and your kingdom. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our scripture passage this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the very first chapter, verses 18 through 25. I invite you to listen for God's word. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ took place. When Mary, his mother, was engaged to Joseph before they were married, she became pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man. Because he didn't want to humiliate her, he decided to call off their engagement quietly. As he was thinking about this, an angel from the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, because the child she carries was conceived by the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you will call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Now, all of this took place so that the, what the Lord had spoken through the prophet would be fulfilled. Look, a virgin will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did just as an angel from God commanded and took Mary as his wife, 
but he didn't have sexual relations with her until she gave birth to a son. Joseph called him Jesus. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, this story is all about relationships. And that really shouldn't surprise us because wherever God is, there is relationship. Because God exists eternally as a perfect relationship between Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God's desire from the beginning has been for, for all people created in God's own image to share in that divine relationship. Every time that we turned away, God turned closer still to us. Finally coming as close as possible by becoming one of us, one with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Before there was Christmas, there was a gift. That gift was a person making possible a relationship. That's why God came to us, because God loved us, because God would do anything, anything to ensure that nothing could tear apart the relationship between God and God's creatures. Of course, Christmas is all about our relationship with God, and even, even more so, perhaps, about God's relationship with us. Beneath the presents, the packages, the lights, the cookies, the carols, Santa, Rudolph, parties, and Christmas trees, what seem like the main things sometimes, there's really just God, God's relationship with us embodied in a baby born in Bethlehem. There's the birth of Jesus, the one to bring us close to God forever. The one who proves God's love for us. It's about relationships, God's relationship with us. And sometimes we forget, we forget that in, in all the preparations and all the trappings of the, of the season, that it really is just that basic and that miraculously and mysteriously miraculous. Jesus' birth proves how much God cares about relationships. And so this story is also about human relationships. This story is about human relationships too. God chose the theater of human relationships in all their complexity as the stage for redemption. God does not put on human flesh without Mary and Joseph. A poor carpenter from Nazareth, uh, a young pregnant mother... And they get caught up. Their relationship gets caught up in the grand relationship between God and, and humanity. God comes right in the middle of Mary and Joseph and things get very complicated. Matthew tells us about the relationship. Mary and Joseph are engaged. They're, they're pledged to one another. It's very serious. But before they come together, Mary is found to be pregnant. Now this kind of Unexpected controversial news would complicate any relationship really fast. Would the relationship even survive this? I'm sure they both wondered. I think sometimes we forget that Mary and Joseph were, were real people in a real human relationship. And Joseph, we're told, is a, is a faithful man. He knows the law. And in the first century world of Mary and, and Joseph, engagement was not just a... Um, romantic declaration of intent it was a legal contract to be engaged to be pledged to someone was essentially to be married without yet having consummated the marriage or is yet living together and so when Mary when Joseph learns Mary is pregnant 
we can only imagine the devastation and, and the pain because, well, what's the logical explanation here? She's been unfaithful? He knows what the, what the possibilities were. He could either publicly declare his injury, in which case Mary would have likely have been stoned, or he could divorce her quietly. Not to mention Mary's own anguish and confusion and worry about what would happen with her, what would happen with their relationship. Mary would have known the logical next steps, too, in the, in the culture. What, what would Joseph do? What would Joseph do? Joseph is faithful, but he also cares very deeply about Mary. And so he decides that he's going to divorce her quietly. But God wants more than that from their relationship. Jesus' coming isn't to be the end of their relationship. It's to be the way that God will come into the world. So God steps into the middle of that relationship and tells Joseph to go ahead to take Mary as his wife. And he does. And it seems fitting at that point that Matthew tells us that Jesus' nickname will be Emmanuel, God with us. Not just because God is with us, but more immediately, God was certainly with Mary and Joseph. God was with them in their relationship, especially when it was complicated and tricky. You know, for, for many folks, maybe even many of us, this season is the time that puts the most strain on relationships. Many hope they can just make it through the holidays with their relationships still intact. I can't tell you how many articles I came across this week online that were either about how to make it through the holidays with your relationships intact or uh, think pieces of examining the reality that more breakups, divorces, and family fights happen at Christmas time than any other time of the year. One article was literally, literally titled, Christmas is Coming, Will Your Relationships Survive? You know, many of us here may be struggling to, to hold relationships together. Many of us may be experiencing broken relationships. Families who struggle with, with discord, uh, couples who feel disconnected, some folks seeking new relationships, others recovering and trying to heal from uh, from abusive ones or hurtful ones. And, and God comes right into the middle, right into the middle of all of that, just like with Mary and Joseph, to say that all, that, that relationships still matter. To say that relationships still matter, even when they are complicated. Now let me be very clear, crystal clear. Of course, God does not want us to be in a harmful or an abusive relationship, full stop, period, because the church has had very mixed messages on that. But God also wants us to recognize that even when it's difficult, God is there in the middle of it and desires us to prioritize the relationships that we do have. To love even when it's hard. Because remember, it is through a broken, uh, it is through a, uh, a ordinary and complicated relationship that God chooses to redeem ordinary and complicated relationships. In Mary and Joseph, God comes through an ordinary and complicated relationship in order to, in order to redeem ordinary 
and complicated relationships. Relationship is how God saves and transforms the world. If we want these days to be holy, we need to prioritize relationships. Maybe you don't have a strained relationship right now in this season. Maybe they're just too far in the background, like a decora- Christmas decoration at your, in your house that you barely notice. You know, people tend to make a lot of lists this time of year, gift lists, to-do lists, things I have to buy, things I have to bake, places I have to go. Oftentimes, these lists are filled with a lot of things and a lot of tasks and not so much about people. I don't know about you, but I often find that I get so wrapped up in tasks that I forget the people and the relationships that are often connected with those very tasks. It's a lot easier to tell a person, hold on a second, than a task. And this time of year just seems to kind of magnify that, doesn't it? Case in point, this last, these last couple of weeks with Christmas at the barn, you, could, you should see my hot mess of a list of all the things related to Christmas at the barn. Um, <laughs> and this week as I'm writing my sermon, I realize I've, I've done it. Like I've done things, I've written things down or done tasks without fully appreciating and giving thanks to the people and the relationships that are making this even at all possible without praying for the relationships that might come to be because of the service at the barn. I think about the family who's letting us use their barn. I think about the farmer who's cleaned out the barn so that we, we could use it and is open to us doing it there and the new relationships that I now have with those folks. I think about all of you volunteering your time and the relationships that I have with you and that you have with one another in the midst of this. I think about all the people seeing Facebook ads or watching as our float uh, came down the street in the parade or seeing our, our banners. And I wonder if there will be a relationship there with us as a church family or with God or both. Instead of what do I prioritize during this season of so much? Maybe the question we should be asking is who should I prioritize? Because relationships make these days holy. Earlier this week, we watched the first, the best, the original, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The Grinch, of course, hates Christmas, hates everything about the season. He hates the noise that come from the toys and all the who girls and boys who play with them loudly on Christmas morning. He hates the who pudding. He hates the roast beast. And what he hates most of all is when the who's stand in a circle, hold hand in hand, and sing, uh, uh, sing on Christmas morning. And we're told it's because his heart is two sizes too small. So he's determined to find a way to keep Christmas from coming. You know, interestingly, everything that the Grinch really and truly hates about Christmas is ultimately has to do with relationships. But he thinks it has to do with presents and decorations and food because while he lives alone but for his dog Max at the top of a mountain all isolated, all the Who's in Whoville live in close relationship with one another. Everything they do is in community. So the Grinch mistakenly thinks that if he just takes all the presents and the decorations and the food that Christmas will not come. And that ending scene, if you've seen it, it, is such a powerful one. The Grinch is, is all set to dump his 
to Who Christmas Plunder from the top of Mount Crumpet. But before he does, he pauses, put a hand through his ear because he, he, he wants to hear the sound of crying from all the who's now that, that no Christmas is coming because he's stolen it. And he does hear a sound rising over the snow, but it's not the sound of crying. It's not sad at all. It's a, it's a glad sound. All the who's down in Whoville are singing together still with no presence at all. And they sing, welcome Christmas, come this way. Christmas Day is in our grasp so long as we have hands to clasp. The Grinch is puzzled and then he realizes that, that Christmas means more. It actually is about relationships. And his heart grow three, grows three sizes and he zooms back down the mountain on his sled to bring back all the presents and the decorations and the food. And then he's invited by the Who's into relationship, into community to sit at the table with them for their Christmas, for their Christmas feast. And the story ends with this. Christmas Day is in our grasp as long as we have hands to clasp. Christmas Day will always be just as long as we have we. Welcome Christmas while we stand heart to heart and hand in hand. Friends, in, in these days that are, are meant to be holy, find someone, find some group to be heart and heart, heart to heart and hand in hand with. Find someone's hand to clasp. Spend time with those you love, even those that are hard to love. Maybe you need it. Maybe somebody else needs it desperately. And as you do, remember the one who came through an ordinary and complicated relationship to redeem ordinary and complicated relationships. Stands heart to heart and hand in hand with you too. With us too. In Jesus Christ. Christmas will always be just as long as we have we, just as long as we have he. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.